Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. You all, I have to start with a story. When I was sitting in my dining room, I work in various places in my house. I actually have an office. But from time to time, I like to work in my dining room. So I was working in my dining room, preparing for this podcast, writing the notes, just totally in the flow. And my dining room is positioned right next to our foyer where the front door is. So I'm, you know, jotting down my notes, doing all the things, and someone tries to open my front door. I could hear it, right? Because I was actually sitting there and someone tries to open my front door. I'm home by myself and I'm like, what in the actual hockey pants is happening here? Terrified, devastated, all the things. My heart literally like leaped out of my mouth and then they press the doorbell, right? So we have a ring system and... I was like, what? I'm going to the door, right? If you're going to be bold enough to literally try to open my door and then ring the doorbell, I've got to see what's going on. Um, and it was a woman dressed up in like red attire with like a gift. And she looks at me and she's like, oh, I'm looking for whatever house. Apparently my neighbors were having a holiday party and she did not know where their house was. And I was like, maybe it's next door. Like I didn't, I don't actually know the names of these neighbors. They're relatively new. So I know their faces. I don't know their names. And I was like, I guess it's next door. And she just like, she's like, oh, sorry. And just like walks away. Mind you, she had parked in front of my house. And I was like, the audacity of this woman to not be profusely apologizing, like profusely. I would be mortified. I'm mortified when I'm in the parking lot and I accidentally try to open someone's car thinking it's mine, but this was my home. And what kind of person, even if you're invited to a party, if you've never been to that person's house before and there's not like just like a clear and obvious sign that you can just come in, why in the world would you do that? Like I, when I told my husband, cause 
obviously he saw the footage on the ring. I was just like, who does that? I was like, that was so like rude. And she wasn't like super apologetic about it. Anyways. So all of that to say, it messed up my flow in this podcast a little bit. And so I didn't get to record it. So now I'm recording it later, a whole entire day later. And it's late and I'm tired and I'm here. But I just want, I just had to start with that story because as I was looking at my notes to press record, I was re-traumatized by that experience all over again. So let me know your stories. Do you have crazy stories like this of people like coming to your door and doing just like completely not the right thing? I would love to know that I'm not alone. Anyways, welcome to the podcast. If this is your first episode, don't mind me. I just like to chat it up with you and actually connect with you for real. And if you are returning, you will love that I had a story like that to share. So that's not at all what we're talking about. Although one one attachment style, which is, which is what we're talking about, one is anxious, which is my like fundamental (laughs) attachment style. Um, anyways, let me not get off tangent. Welcome to the podcast. I am delighted to have you here to listen to my ramblings about random things happening in my life. Uh, today we're going to be talking about seriously, probably one of the most consequential and the most important things that you could ever uncover, discover, learn, understand, appreciate about yourself. And we're talking about your childhood. And I've broken this down into two episodes. The first part that we're going to be discussing today as it relates to your childhood and why it's so important to your marriage is attachment styles. And I'm going to tell you more about what that is if this is the first time you're ever hearing the term or are just not yet familiar with it. Before I dive into all that, I cannot forget to tell you I am doing a pop-up workshop this week. <laughs> so this podcast this podcast airs on Tuesday. I'm doing a pop-up workshop on Wednesday. So if you are one of those amazing listeners who listens to it as soon as it comes out, you will be just in time to join the workshop live. And if you are listening to this podcast later, you can get the replay of the workshop. So no love lost. This is such important information. So I will link to the registration in the show notes so you can get on inside to participate live or in a replay, but it will be Wednesday, December 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right. So this podcast episode is really in many ways the pre-work to the workshop or the masterclass, because I'm going to be diving much more deeply 
So today's episode is why understanding your childhood is so important to your marriage. And then in the workshop slash masterclass slash webinar that I'm going to do on Wednesday, we will be diving more deeply into the actual attachment styles, how to know if you're falling into one of those patterns and then what to do to move yourself to a more healthy, secure, thriving dynamic. But let's back up and start from the beginning, right? Because this is all about childhood. And really attachment styles is even infancy, really, is how um, the research has looked at this phenomenon. So all of us enter this world as children, babies, with needs, right? We need affection. We need to be fed. We need to be held. We need to be cleaned. And in the process of being a human, our parents sometimes nail it right on the head and sometimes they miss the mark completely. And so all of us grow up having certain needs that are not met. Right? And this is not in any way to blame or shame your parents or your caregivers. It's just how it goes. There's no person on this earth that is going to love you perfectly, never miss the mark, never say, you know, something that makes you think a certain way about yourself, right? Like none of us navigate childhood unscathed from having unmet needs, right? And an extension of that is that our parents also don't model perfect love, right? So depending on what your home was like, you might have seen two very human people doing their best to survive, to preserve themselves, and also be in relationship with each other, right? So basically the point is we have unmet needs because our parents are not perfect in loving us, nor are they perfect in modeling what love looks like. Yet as children, as infants and as children, there are basic needs that we have And because as a child, and especially as an infant, you cannot meet your own needs, what your parents offer you or fail to offer you sets a template for how you know, how you understand, how you experience, and by extension, how you struggle in relationships moving forward. And When it comes to this concept of attachment style, which is basically how you learned to expect love and how you experience love based on the care you received from your primary caregivers. And this has become such a like big, big thing to me in working with my clients. And I would, I would go as far as to say that it's literally the secret to every dynamic happening in your marriage. 
it is probably one of the most important things you could ever uncover about yourself and your partner. And the interesting thing is, as I came to, you know, have this conversation and pulling out my notes, I scrolled through all of my podcast episodes and I was like, for sure, I've talked about this before, right? For sure. And I haven't. And it's so surprising to me because I actually dedicate a lot of time to this inside my coaching programs. And even here on the podcast, I want to give two full episodes to it. And I hope that that demonstrates to you just how honestly, how important it is. I've had people join some of my programs recently, like in the past, like couple of weeks. And they've been like, I know you deal with this. And this is my next level of work is to really rewire my brain and my attachment style to be a more secure partner. And if you're wondering, like, what do I mean when I say secure, I'm going to dive into that definition as well. So before we dive into that, I want to just underscore and like give us a marker to start in that we always want to acknowledge the good that our parents and our caregivers and other influential adults in our lives were able to deposit in us or the good they were able to create in our lives to help us become successful, responsible, productive adults in the world, right? Like there are many, many things our caregivers got right. And we want to honor that. And we want to just lift that up because what will follow in this conversation and the masterclass that I'm doing in subsequent conversations is where their inability to meet certain needs or show up in certain ways created a particular template inside of us, right? And us, me included, like everyone is included in this, right? And we just want to acknowledge for the good, there are the things that created gaps in how we relate to other people. And the specific ways that each of us struggle in intimate partnerships. And again, like attachment style is all about how you bonded with, how you attached to, and what you learn to expect from your caregivers, which in large part translates into what you unconsciously or subconsciously expect and replicate with your spouse. So before I go deeper into that, let me describe just what the four main attachment styles are. And I like to think of them as really kind of like the foundation as you hear them. Like there's one that is sort of like your home base. And then there's like other elements of the others that may be sprinkled throughout your way of interacting with your partner. Okay. So we're not like a hundred percent all one and none of the others ever, but there is one that is more the foundation, more the home base for how you by default 
default relate and interact and what you are familiar with in terms of relationships. Okay. So the first one is secure. So you've heard me say that several times now in this episode. And a secure attachment is really just like that healthy, um, confident, self-assured, don't worry about the relationship. You're very open to vulnerability. You're good at making requests and not necessarily blaming your spouse for everything going wrong. You have the ability to set effective boundaries and you have a healthy balance of independence and interdependence. Okay. So secure attachment is like what we're striving for. It's kind of the, the benchmark of a good, healthy partner, like you being a good, healthy, safe, secure, independent, yet collaborative partner. Okay. Now that's contrasted with the umbrella term of insecure attachment, which really just means anything different from that. (laughs) Okay. So there are three types of insecure attachments. One is anxious or preoccupied. And that is basically for the person who, when things are not going well in the relationship, they get very anxious about it and very like graspy and like needing a lot of reassurance, right? They're always trying to make sure that the relationship is connected. And if it doesn't feel connected, then they have this preoccupation and this anxious worrying about maybe their spouse is going to leave them. Maybe they're not good enough. Um, And as a result, spend a lot of time like ruminating about what to do, what they should be doing, how they need to change, what's wrong with them, right? That their partner isn't showing them and demonstrating the love and the attention that they want, right? The next attachment style in the insecure category is what is called avoidant or dismissive. So this is the person who is uncomfortable being vulnerable. Um, They're uncomfortable with other people's emotions. They tend to disconnect from connection and distract themselves from feeling their emotions, right? So they feel an emotion and they're like, nope, this isn't safe. It's not okay to have emotions. So let me do something else so that I don't have to be aware of what I'm feeling. And sometimes people who are avoidant, when they're feeling emotionally close, it feels unsafe for them. So they pull back or they shut down, right? And then the third insecure attachment type is what is called disorganized or fearful avoidant. And it's kind of a combination of the other two, where the person is anxious when their needs are not being met. Um, but when they're feeling that they feel fearful and tend to like become like avoidant, but also kind of like a little bit angry, (laughs) right? 
And so what happens in their anger is they push their partner away. So it's kind of like the push-pull dynamic where it's like, no, come here, come here, meet my needs, meet my needs. And then when it's not met, it's like, well, get away, right? This is the person who might be very quick to just be like, I'm done with this relationship. I can't do that. Because once they feel those negative emotions, they shut down, which is part of the avoidant part of fearful, avoidant, or disorganized, okay? Now, again, I just want to let you know, if you heard all that and you're like, okay, it's still a little complicated in my brain, you're not alone. It's totally okay. Again, in the masterclass I'm doing this week, we're going to dive into it more deeply. But it is really important for me to just give you that overview because the next things I'm going to talk about will make more sense, right? So let me just say, like, stay with me (laughs) this episode, because I know between my story and uh, all of this contextual background about childhood and now these four attachment styles, if you're not familiar with this already, it can, like, send your brain spinning, right? But stay with me. And if nothing else, understand this part, right? Which are... What I would say the five main answers to the title of this podcast, right? Why understanding your childhood is so important to your marriage. So understanding your attachment style, and it's okay if you're not really 100% clear on which one is you right now, but understanding it and having a clear answer for yourself does five specific things for you. This is why it matters. Number one, it matters because your attachment style is operating in every thought, every conversation, and every interaction you have with your spouse. Because attachment styles are developed so early in life, and we're talking, some research suggests in utero, in infant and newborn stage and infancy, right? So this is like, this is the part of you that had no verbalization of language or emotion or anything. It's the part of you that's like inside of you in your subconscious, the part that even as an adult now, you're not even consciously aware of, but it's still there inside of you. Okay. And so Your attachment style is often the thing that, even without your awareness, is the thing that has you either aggressing towards your partner when things aren't going well or shutting down, right? It's the reason that you either have a tendency to complain and blame your spouse or shame yourself and feel guilty, or it's why you can't handle their criticism, right? Like your attachment style is influencing all of that. Your attachment style is also influencing why you may be feeling unloved in your relationship or uncared for or unattended to the way that you want to be. It is the undercurrent of how you approach trying to get love right? Trying to feel loved by your partner. It's 
the thing that is leading you to either like want to end your marriage one day and then feel like everything's great the next day, right? It's also why you ruminate on everything that's going wrong um, or while why you tend to distract yourself and numb out when things get hard. So literally in my notes right here, I wish you could see it. I have in all caps, it is everything in the world. <laughs> it's everything in the world related to your relationships. So that's number one. It is operating in every thought, conversation, and interaction you have with your spouse. Number two is your attachment style and or your partner's attachment style, because it's really important that you know both, right, is not personal, right? So some of the things you experience in your relationship that you feel personally offended by, it's not personal, meaning that the way you experience your partner and the way your partner shows up and the way they experience you, like that template was set for them before they ever met you, before you ever met them. And so some of the ways that you all interact and the habits you have, have nothing to do with each other. It's literally how you adapted as a child to your caretakers, that you're just replicating a script in your current relationship. And so in many ways, this could be good news. And it means that like, you don't have to blame your spouse for how you feel about them. Because how you feel about them was actually set before you ever met them, just based on how you feel in relationships, based on how you felt in your primary caretaker relationship. And on the flip side, you also don't have to personalize the way your spouse treats you. That their response to hard times in your marriage, whether they're trying to drag the marriage along or completely shutting down and putting their head in the sand and pretending like nothing is wrong, that has nothing to do with you. It's again, just the template that was imprinted in them. And many times, especially if people aren't listening to podcasts like this, aren't doing the inner work, they don't even know, right? So it's not personal. And what's fascinating about so much of this is if you take a step back, there are like remnants of what you're experiencing here, maybe in your current marriage with how you felt in previous relationships, right? Because again, you're just operating from what you learned and how you learned to operate in relationships as a child. Whether you're aware of it or not, it's happening. It's happening, okay? So that's number two. Your attachment style or your partner's attachment style is not personal. Number three is... Oh, goodness, I remember when I learned this, I was like, what? Okay, number three is your attachment styles drew you together unconsciously. Hmm. And when I think about this sometimes, especially when I'm confronted with couples that are really struggling, there's a part of this, you can take it like as a spiritual level, psychological level, where it's like it was always going to 
be this way. Now, the specifics, maybe not, but like the dynamic, the way you're feeling, the way they're feeling, the way you're operating together without awareness and conscious shifting, it was the default pattern that was just going to be, right? And the reason this is the case is because how you experience relationships is really ingrained into you. It creates your emotional set point, right? So as a child growing up in your family, you are used to feeling a certain way. Whether that's how you felt with your father or father figure, how you felt with your mother or mother figure, you learn to just feel that way and think about yourself in a particular way as a result of how they interacted with you. And so even if you consciously know not feeling like a priority is not right in a healthy relationship, even though you know that intellectually, if you grew up in a home where you never felt like a priority, where you felt so unseen and dismissed, that's going to feel normal to you. And at some level, you are going to attach yourself to people that give you lots of opportunities to feel that way. Okay. And what happens when you meet your partner is they represent this familiar experience to you. Even if when you first met, they gave you a lot of attention, right? Like, When we first meet, everyone's on their best behavior. We're showing up as our best selves. But latent, right, which just means like like under the covers and unseen, is this underlying dynamic that neither one of you are even aware of, okay? So if you find yourself in a space like, I can't even believe I ended up with someone who is like this. Or like, how did I not see these things about my partner before? You weren't meant to see them, quite frankly. Like your brain wasn't awake enough to notice and to know your attachment style and to know that inevitably having a partner that replicates the feelings you felt as a child was just what you were going to like be drawn to without some conscious pivoting and awareness. Okay. So your attachment styles drew you together without your knowing. Number four, understanding and healing your attachment style enables you to see your relationship from a place of greater clarity and understanding. What this means, and a lot of times, you know, And especially at this time of the year, I think people are really just like evaluating their relationship. They're looking to the year ahead, wanting things to be different, but also remembering that last year they wanted the same thing and here they are again. So there is a lot of reflection and like reckoning with like, if things aren't what I want, like how much more patient can I be? What is our next step? If we are both interested in working on this together, what can I do for myself if my partner isn't interested in making any shifts? And so 
when you fully understand your attachment style and you heal it, meaning you move yourself to a more secure attachment style and a a more secure way of relating and being a partner, then you are able to see your relationship from a place of greater clarity and understanding. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me talk about the level 10 partner. Being your best as a partner, that is just my co-word basically for being a securely attached partner, meaning you are supportive, you're collaborative, you're vulnerable, you're reflective, you're self-aware, you make loving requests, you establish clear boundaries, you communicate well, right? Like, All of that is you being your best as a partner. And when you heal your attachment style, if it's insecure and you understand it and you do your inner work, you're going to become that level 10 partner. And when you become that level 10 partner, you see your relationship for what it is, right? It's literally answering the question because a lot of people ask me like, well, am I asking for too much? When you heal your attachment style, you will know whether you're, you have been asking for too much or if you're just in a relationship that's not going to be or hasn't been the thriving relationship that you now see that you deserve and that, no, you're not asking for too much, right? That's what healing your attachment style and becoming a more securely attached partner can do for you. It can help you answer that question unequivocally always, right? And you'll see yourself more clearly. You'll see what you deserve in a relationship. You'll be able to assert your needs. You'll be able to create the right boundaries. And then you will know if this relationship is going to rise up to meet you or not, right? So healing and understanding your attachment style is literally like cleaning up your side of the street. If your marriage feels like a mess, right? When you clean up your side of the street, then you can see, oh, either my partner is now cleaning up their side of the street too, or they're just dumping more mess onto my side. But you'll know, right? You'll know, I'm not asking for too much. I've done my work. I know who I am. I know what I deserve. I know what's healthy. I know what's not. And this other person is either now becoming more healthy for us to have this secure, thriving relationship, or they're staying where they are, or they're messing up my side of the street, right? With their dysfunction. This is really important data to just have. It keeps you out of the limbo. It keeps you out of the confusion and the ambivalence about your relationship. And then number five. Understanding your attachment style helps you to be really clear on what you can do to improve your experience in your marriage or relationship, right? So this is, again, back to this whole concept of just cleaning up your side of the street, making sure you're showing up as your best. And when you understand your attachment style and you do the work to become a securely attached partner, you can operate from a very empowered place right? And this is very specific depending on your attachment style, 
right? So like the work that an anxious or preoccupied person does is very different than the work that an um, avoidant dismissive person does. And unfortunately, like as you scroll social media and as you're out in the world hearing a lot of rhetoric about working on yourself, if you don't know what your specific attachment style is, you may try to work on yourself in a way that's not going to actually produce the change that you're wanting. So you want to be solving for the right issue or you want to be targeting the right area of growth for you. And knowing what your attachment style is, is the thing that's going to help you do that, right? So for example, right, if you're the anxious preoccupied, your work internally is on validating your worth and believing that you're chosen and that you deserve the love that you want, that you don't have to like beg someone to love you and to be there for you. And if you're more the avoidant or dismissive, then you know that your work is becoming more vulnerable. Stop running away from your feelings, allowing yourself to feel what you feel and not shut it down, to stay with your partner, to stay engaged in conflict without trying to run away from it. Okay, so but knowing your attachment style is going to give you that GPS, right, to ultimately get to the destination of being a securely attached partner. All right, this has been a little bit of a longer episode, but I hope, even if this is your first time hearing this, I hope that this conversation has opened your eyes to be willing to look at this part of yourself and to understand it. And if you're already familiar with the attachment styles, I hope that this episode, this episode has just been a great reminder to you of how important it is and that it gives you the perspective you need to see your relationship at a completely different level. Because a lot of times we can get so focused on what our spouse is doing or what our spouse isn't doing that we fail to remember that how we see them and how we experience them is through the lens of our attachment style, is through the lens of our childhood. And next week I'm going to talk about the inner child and more of the emotional and relational needs we have that maybe aren't met and how that shows up in our relationships. But for today, we started with attachment styles. There's the secure attachment style, which is what we're all striving for. There's the anxious preoccupied, the dismissive avoidant, and then the disorganized, which is a combination of the two. I really wish they had different terms. I really do. Because disorganized, just I don't love it, but it's fearful avoidant. Okay, so listen, I want to keep helping you lift the layers of this. And I would just love for you to join me for the masterclass that is happening tomorrow by the time that this podcast episode comes out. And I will link to it in the show notes. You can also find it on my website, drshavon.com. I will make sure that it is there for you to register when this podcast is live. But 
keep doing this work. If this is new to you or if like you've just started to dip your toe in it, I promise you it will just create so many light bulb moments for you. And if this is something that you would like to be working with me on, I want to invite you to do that through one of my coaching programs. So there are four ways you can work with me. You can work with me privately as a couple and do this work together. You can work with me privately as an individual woman who is very serious and committed about her personal growth and healing her attachment styles. Um, you can do it with me as in a group, right? You can do this work with me in a group in the marriage upgrade, which is my program for couples. And then in the well-made woman, which is currently open for enrollment, which is my group coaching program for women. We start January 7th in that program. So if you want to get in, definitely schedule an application call to make sure that it is a great fit for you. I would love, love, love to welcome you into the program and to dive even more deeply into who you are, really, who you are as a woman, who is you, who you are as an individual, who you are as a mother, as a wife, all the roles, all the hats, and to really help you live a life that feels so much better and just really, really good to you. So all the details for all of those things are on my website, drshavon.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for sticking with me in this episode. As I said, it's a little bit longer than normal, but I hope that just underscores to you how important this information is. I would not spend so much time on it if it wasn't. So this is episode one. Join me back here next week for episode two on understanding your childhood And we're going to dive into specifically the inner child inside of you, inside of me, inside of all of us. Hope to see you then. Have a great, great week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.